If you abide in me, my words abide in you. Now, many of you folks are listening to me. You listened to me this morning. But for some of you, it went in one ear and right out the other. Go like this in. Uh-huh. Okay, that's not letting his word abide in you, okay? That's why it's so important. See, we should have got this already. What I'm sharing with you, I, sh- I the last time I was here two years ago, I spent two days, I mean two sermons, uh, talking about abiding in him. Walk as he walked. Abiding in the Lord. It's important that you know how to abide in Christ. And so abiding in Christ is letting his words abide in you. Very same thing. So it's important that you get in the book and find out what he said. And then you let that truth remain in you. You go over the truth before you leave. A week from the day, two weeks from the day, three years from the day. You go over what you've learned today. Then and only then are you letting his words abide in you. <laughs> you see how important this is. That's why we come to church. Is We come to church and we don't learn anything, okay? That's not what he intended. He intended you, I'm going, you know, James 4, 17. You should know that. There, um, uh, James 4, uh, submit yourselves therefore to God. Okay, resist the devil, he will flee from you. I shared with you this morning how you could defeat the devil as old as he is. How do you defeat the devil? Okay, see, in one ear, out the other, not abiding in you. So it didn't do you any good. Okay, I'm sorry. The way you let his word abide in you is take that truth, not letting it go. His authority. How do you submit yourself to God? The only way. So before you go to bed tonight, you ought to say, you taught me this morning. And Brother Stevens was kind enough to go over it again tonight. (laughs) Okay. You taught me that if I would bring myself under the authority of this book. Okay. Submit yourselves, therefore, to God. The only way you can submit yourself to God is to bring yourself under the authority of this book. Okay. Resist the devil. How do you resist the devil? You don't resist the devil by engaging in temptation. You resist the devil by being obedient to God. Go over that again. You taught me the way to resist the devil is to be obedient to God. Then you need to go over it in a week from now. (laughs) Okay. No, you need to go over it in the morning. Okay. You're not that good. (laughs) You need to go over it in the morning. You need to go it in two days, three days, a week, a month, a year from today. Then and only then are you letting his word abide in you. This is so important. This is not something, this is not something you can say, well, that's just the way I am. <laughs> okay, if that's the way you are and it's wrong, then we need to change. And then you, you don't resist the devil by engaging in temptation. You resist the devil by being obedient to God. You turn on the TV set, something comes on not fit to watch. You, you can say, I'm a big boy, I can handle it. I watch nudity, profanity on TV as it doesn't affect me. So if it doesn't affect me, it must be okay. You'll never hear a spiritual man saying that. Mark him, that is a carnal Christian. A carnal Christian. <laughs> you need to go over that. That's a carnal Christian. No, a spiritual Christian is going to obey God. Psalm 101 verse 3, I'll set no wicked thing before my eyes. And when you obey God, that's resistance, and the devil will flee from you. Now, you need to go over that truth again, and again, 
and again and again and again. John 15, verse 7. If you abide in me, my words abide in you. If you love me, you will keep my words. Okay, John 14, 23. John 15, verse 10. If you keep my commandments, you should abide in my love, even as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in His love. And as you worship God, yes, as you spend time with Him in the Word, He talks to you through the Spirit of God, you are to obey Him. Do what He says. Go where He wants you to go. Bring your life in total submission to Him. Then you will discover what the Christian life is truly about. (laughs) Yeah. Now, with that said, <laughs> I just saw, that's, I got that right away, right away, 30 years ago. I had a man of God who taught me that. I got it just like that. He said, you need to be in church. You need to be in church so you can hear the word of God preached and taught. And, 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 and if you don't, if you're not in church, you're going to miss something. And I said, by the grace of God, I'm going to be in church. I'm going to be in church Sunday school, Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday. I'm, by the grace of God, I'm going to be in church every day the doors are open because I don't want to miss nothing. And that, you know, that was my, I, I used to sit on the front pew. And then I, they taught me, Norman, that's for the, that's a mourner's bench. That's, that's where people make decisions. You're not supposed to sit on the front pew. You're supposed to sit in the back, you, you know, sit back here. I was so new at it. Man, I was one. I'm 30 years old. I'm learning something. I thought, oh, my goodness, I got that. I got that, you know. (laughs) That was ever since the new birth. (laughs) That was 31 years ago, by the way. And so Joshua 1.8, you need to get Joshua 1.8. Well, I don't want Joshua 1 now. Well, do you need Joshua 1 This book of the law shall not depart out of thy mouth. Thou shalt meditate therein day and night, okay? That thou mayest observe do according, okay? But Joshua 1 9. God said, Have not I commanded thee, be strong. We're talking about walls, you know, Proverbs 25 28. He that hath no rule over his own spirit, like a city broken down and without walls. Problem is, you have no walls. You're not strong. No walls. I've, my, my wall is strong. I, I, I've obeyed God. <laughs> See, if I'm going to take the word of God in, then I need to be obedient to it. His word in me, verse 7, John 15, 7, then be obedient to his word, verse 10, then I'm going to still be standing when other God, God's people are going to be falling like flies. They boom, boom, boom. I mean, <laughs> Well, that's why, say strong. This is the Christian that has no clue what I'm talking about. <laughs> I mean, being saved does not exempt you from trials, temptations, hearts, sorrows, and tough decisions. I'm sorry. I don't know of a single tragedy that occurs in unsaved families that does not occur in God's family. <laughs> but the difference is, I've got God I can turn to. An unsaved man has no God to turn to. I have the promises of God to rely upon. An unsaved man has no promise. Yeah, I can talk to God. I can walk with God. I can fellowship with God. An unsaved man can't do that. I get to walk with God, talk to Him. He can talk back to me through His Word, through the Spirit of God, and I'm to obey Him and make it a challenge. <laughs> and how long have you been working on your wall? I've been working on my wall for 31 years. Is stronger today than it was 31 years ago. 
See, if you don't have a wall, you're going to be an easy mark for the adversary. You're going to be an easy prey. If you don't have a wall up, he's going to devour you, leaving no trace. If you don't have a wall up, you're going to drift to the world and worldly pleasures with very little resistance. And the old sin nature that you have that you're born with, he's going to ride on the throne of your heart. <laughs> Somebody's going to be on the throne of your heart. Matthew 6, 24, Jesus says, no man can serve two masters. So we're trying to prove Jesus a liar, brother. We're going to find out that Jesus actually tells the truth. Jesus cannot lie. And we're trying to prove him a liar. And we're going to find out that Jesus tells no man can serve two masters. We're trying to satisfy God and satisfy the flesh or that pet sin on an equal plane. <laughs> trying to do something God says no man can do. He never intended you to live dominated by the sin nature that you have that you're born with. He actually intended you to turn that thing off like a bad TV program. And I shared that with you before. Not the last time I was here, but the time before I shared with you how you could turn off the old sin nature. Why did he leave the old sin nature that you have that you were born with? Why didn't he eradicate that thing? Why didn't he just take the thing away? <laughs> Been too easy, brother. <laughs> Been too easy. See, he unplugged the sin nature so that it cannot dominate you. An unsaved man don't have that. An unsaved man wired in 440. But see, you don't have to do wrong. If you do, you choose to do it because God said, Sin shall not have dominion over you. Let not sin therefore reign. Mortify the deed of the body that hinders you from growing in grace and knowledge of the Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And uh, make not provision for the flesh. Have no confidence. He gave us, he gave us the instructions of how that we can walk with God. But you got to spend quality time in this book. See? Notice Joshua 9, have not a commandment to be strong. Now that word strong is not like this because we'd all fail short. It means to bind the cleave and to fortify. <laughs> fortify. Yeah, your heart, man. Bind, cleave, fortify. This is the Christian that has no clue what I'm sharing with you tonight. This is the Christian that does not know that God is omnipotent. God is all powerful. Jeremiah, give me a chapter and verse. See, a tragedy comes in this man's life, a Christian, a tragedy, hardship, death. And then he breaks under the weight of it because he does not know. He does not. He, he don't know who God is. See, you know, he, he's the Sunday morning Christian. only. He's the Christian that never takes time to spend quality time in the word of God, and feed the new nature that he has. He's. Uh, but this is the Christian over here who says, I know God. <laughs> Yeah, Jeremiah 32, verse 27, I'm the God of all flesh, anything too hard for me. And this is the one that says, First uh, Thessalonians 5, 18, and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And this is the one that says, Romans 8, 28, all things work together for good to them that love God, to them are called according to His purpose. And, and this is the one who says, you see how, if I gave you a pencil, could you break a, a number two pencil? If I gave you a number two pencil tonight, could you break it? Quite easy, right? You, you've done it before, like a crayon. You just break it. But what if I put 50 of those pencils together and I would bind them and I gave it to you? You going to break that one? Yeah, yes, that's only. You're not going to break them all. I'm telling you, it's not going to happen. And that's what God said. That's what He's saying. I want you to be strong. Be not afraid. Hebrews 13, 5, Jesus says, I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee. See, I've got another verse. I'll never leave thee nor forsake thee so that you may boldly say, the Lord is my helper. I will not fear what man shall do unto me. And, uh, and, 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 and just keep adding the verses. You see how you can build your wall and you can stand when others running? 
And that's what it's about. Don't, and what you need, you need to go over that again in the, tonight before you leave. You taught me in Joshua 1 9 to be strong. I'm about to bind the cleave and to fortify. I'm to get in the book and find out what he said. And I'm to memorize scripture. Thy word have I hid in mine heart that I might not sin against God, that I might walk with thee. Uh, Psalm 119.11, that word, no, no, Psalm 119.9, wherewithal shall a young man cleanse his way by taking heed thereto according to thy word. <laughs> And uh, uh, Psalm 19, the heavens declare the glory of God. And not so, uh, verse 7, the, um, oh, I don't remember. Yeah. Psalm 19, I know it's in there. The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statute of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold, Norm. Yea, the much fine goes, sweeter also than the honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them, son, is thy servant warned. And by keeping them, there's great reward. Who can understand his errors? Cleanse thou me from secret faults. Keep back thy servant also from presumptuous sins. <laughs> Let them have, not have dominion over me. Then shall I be upright. And I shall be innocent from the great transgression. <laughs> yeah, let the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, my strength and my redeemer. <laughs> I'm ready for a battle. I'm looking for a challenge. How about you? Most of God's people, when I say I'm looking for a challenge, they turn white. The Christian life is a challenge. I'm not talking about this stuff. I'm talking about your God taking your character and throwing it to the face of Satan and saying, just don't take his life. Make his life miserable, but don't take his life. See, some of you folks are not prepared to face the reality of all that. Who has that? you got too many things that you cherish. See, I'm a dead man. I have nothing to lose. I have absolutely nothing to lose. My life, I'm a, you're looking at a dead man. I've been dying for 30, what, 31 years. How long have you been dying? Mark 8, 35, Jesus said, Whosoever will save his life shall lose it. But whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the, and, and the gospel, the same shall save it. See, that's another one of, do you see how I'm saying? I've got, I've got this wall that I get to build up, that I get to face each day looking for a challenge. Folks, you got the same thing I've got. God's not a respect of persons. Romans 2.11. You're going to face, my mother was murdered. Some people say, we're not ready for you yet. Well, I'm telling you what, God didn't give me much time. I mean, in four years from the new birth, I haven't even learned to think and read at the same time yet. But my mother was murdered by two men. Being saved didn't exempt me from that tragedy. And they said, I want you to identify your mother's body in the morgue. I had never been in the morgue before. We're going to take you downstairs and we're going to pull out a stainless steel tray and we're going to pull back a white sheet. And I'm going to describe to you what I think they did to your mother. Now, those two men beat her body so badly. She had bruises all over her body. Her teeth were knocked out. The coroner looked at me and he said, son, how can you possibly go down there and identify your mother's body in the morgue? I said, I'm not going down alone. Joshua 1, 9, have not the commanded, be strong, get courage, be not afraid, neither be thou dismayed. I'm with thee in the coroner's office. Uh, uh, Galatians 2, 20, I'm crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live, yet not I, Christ liveth in me. And the life which I live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. 
Jesus said, I'll never leave thee, son. You've got the same thing I've got. And I'm thinking, he didn't give me time to grow up. <laughs> he didn't give me time. I mean, he put me in the fire from day one. It's, it's been that way from day one. <laughs> and I love it. And so we're talking about your adversary, the devil. So John, James 4, 17, submit, uh, submit yourselves, therefore, to God. And the only way you can do that is bring yourself under the authority of this book. Joshua 9, you got to spend quality time in this book, feed the new nature that you have and build up your, your, your wall. Proverbs 28, verse 13 says, He that covereth his sin shall not prosper, but whosoever confesseth and forsaketh them shall have mercy. First John 1, 9, say, just keep adding to your wall. If we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Why did you get up this morning? What's the, you know... See, my, the reason I got up this morning is that I'm out worshiping the door of God. <laughs> I have a passion to walk with God. Do you have a passion? You have a passion to make money. You have a passion to, uh, uh, to build a business. You have a passion. To, but do you have a passion to walk with God? As a Christian, you ought to have a passion to walk with God like no other Christian on the planet. Can you imagine what we might do as far as the cause of Christ is concerned if we'd get our priorities straight? Priorities. That in all things He might have the preeminence. Colossians 1.18. That would be a good one to build on your wall. <laughs> you say, no one can live that way. Yeah, I know. I've heard it before. <laughs> Many times. But God says you can. See, God's people lied to me. Lie not one to another, brethren. But God says, I can. Philippians 4.13 says, I can. You're making too many excuses for the flesh. He never intended us to live dominated by the old sin nature that we have that we're born with. He gave us the ability to turn that thing off under the power of the Holy Spirit of God. Under the power of the Spirit of God, you have the same power over a bad TV program that you ought to have over the old sin nature. You go home, turn TV on, something comes on not fit to watch, you turn it on, you get up and turn the thing off. Does it cease to exist? No, it exists in some other Christian TV. <laughs> so you've got some character now. You get up and turn the thing off, it exists somewhere else. Your sin nature exists. It wasn't eradicated. It existed when you got up this morning. He probably wanted you to hit the snooze button. He probably didn't want you in Sunday school. You know, he wanted you to stay home. You're spiritual, been saved a long time. You know, you know just as much as they do. So you hit the snooze button, stay home. That's a Christian. Romans 6, 6, knowing this, uh, uh, I'm crucified with Christ, uh, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that it, the body of Christian dominated by the sin nature might be dethroned. So he, from this henceforth, he, 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 he does not serve sin as a monarch. He gets to walk with God. And once you see, you see this, you see the spiritual truth. The more you get to build your wall, the more you know about God, the more you get to love him. And he and he manifests yourself to him. You're looking for a greater challenge. I don't know. But see, you're going to have to learn to deny yourself. You're going to have to learn to die. 
And it's important to do that. And so he, here's your adversary now. First Peter, be sober, be vigilant. He, he's he's all pow- he's powerful, but he's not all powerful. Um, and he cannot lay a finger on you. If you're here this morning, Satan cannot lay a finger on you except God give him permission. He is spiritually impotent. I know somebody didn't like that this morning, but I don't give him much character at all. <laughs> you know, walk in the spirit and. Uh, and you can defeat the devil as old as he is if you obey God. And so we talked about that one there. And so the reality of the devil, he's a real person. Uh, he treats him as a real person. Uh, Peter, he uh, he gives names and titles. And the first one, he is accuser. He's the devil. Uh, he will discredit you. He'll accuse you before God. And by the way, that's part of his ministry tonight. Yeah, he's constantly in the presence of God, accusing you and not walking with Christ, living the Christian life. Can you imagine how that's going over? And we're going to stand before him one day, right? Hebrews 9.27. It's appointed unto men once to die, right? But after this, the what? Judgment. One day you will give an account. But the problem is, your life may be nothing but wood, hay, and stubble. <laughs> that's not going to go over God. See, I want, to, I want to bow the knee one day and God say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Praise God. <laughs> But see, that doesn't happen by accident. You don't wake up one morning and find out that your life has been well-pleasing to God. <laughs> and so, you're going back, he, he, what is it, uh, 920, point of the minute, Romans 1410. <laughs> we should all stand before the judgment seat of Christ, right? And then he tells us why, comprehension, Romans 14, 12, so then every one of us shall give an account of himself to God. I'm telling you, it's going to happen. It's going to happen just as sure as we're talking tonight. You're going to bow the knee one day and you will give an account of how you lived your life for Christ from the moment you received him as your personal Savior until the day you die. I mean, I'm not talking about perfect. You stumble, you fall, you pick yourself up, but you go again saying, praise God. And so, uh, don't give place for the devil, Ephesians 4.27, right? Ephesians 4.27, neither give place to the devil. So, don't allow there to be a spot in your life whereby the devil can launch attacks against you. Uh, we need to be godly, not ungodly, pure, not impure, clean, not unclean, gracious. God's people need to be gracious, not ungracious. Let the devil's accusations be nothing but lies before the Lord. <laughs> I think that's going to be, wouldn't it, wouldn't it please God? <laughs> And so now we got number two, Peter. First, Peter calls him the devil. But second, he calls him your adversary. Satan is opposed to all you do for the Lord Jesus Christ. Every time you do something for God, every time you take a step of faith for Christ, count on it, the devil is going to fight you. <laughs> Hebrews eleven six. without faith, it is impossible to please him. For he that cometh to God must believe that he is, and he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. Draw nigh unto God, he'll draw nigh unto you. How do you draw nigh unto God? Every time you make a Decision. You have you've you've taken one step closer to the I am, and your adversary is going to oppose that step of faith. Every step of the way, you got to get to know him. <laughs> He's going to oppose just like Christ. He opposed Jesus every step of the way, and I'm telling you, you're not going to be exempt. It's going to come persecution, negative circumstances, and so. If your church tries to do something for the Lord, you can expect opposition from the devil. The devil by nature is an adversary, is an opposer. Have you ever noticed as soon as you get ready to do something for God, lift for Christ, do right, trouble comes? I am not the only one. <laughs> I kind of look for trouble. I get concerned. In my walk with God now, I get concerned when things go smoothly. 
I'm actually looking for, I, I haven't been shipwrecked yet, beaten. <laughs> I have been punched once. <laughs> yeah. So I'm kind of looking forward. What's next, you know? Yeah, martyrs crown the win. I was looking forward to that one. And so trouble comes. See, as soon as you get ready to see God speaks to your heart tonight and you make a step of faith and you say, you know what?